So our topic today is motivation. Let's just jump right in. My goal is to make Vaughn belly laugh in this show. <laughs> I'm, I'm motivated to make Vaughn belly laugh. That's the only thing I'm going to accomplish this show. If my memory serves me right, Vaughn laughed the most when he was drinking. Not that, I'm, not that I'm encouraging drinking. Fun. I'm just saying. I don't know if you, any of you guys have ever watched the show Alone. Yes. <laughs> it's yes. about survivalists that go out. And I'm, I, I finally you just, about it. No, it's it's crazy. I can Did you only tell watch me like about two. it. I was trying to figure out who told me about it. Well, Karen, thank you. I'm watching the the current season. I'm addicted. It's amazing. And they're eating like uh, one guy found wild onions or whatever. It's called. They're just alone. No, no, they're, no, they're just alone. They're, yeah. yeah, they just they, they drop them off in a remote space, and you're just literally by yourself, and you have to survive with like maybe only like four or five things you're allowed things. to bring. You get to ten you. things. Yeah, ten, ten things. Okay, yeah. And you win by being the last person standing. But this uh, this woman yesterday, she was amazing. She found these wild onions and made this soup, and then uh, it was it was incredible. Anyways, so yeah. would that motivate you, Karen, to be out in the wild and foraging for uh, anything you needed to eat or do? Um, <laughs> you would love it. Really, You're really hard lady. thing when you watch. Like I've watched every single season of that, and usually the people that last. Half the time they get kicked off because they're malnourished and at the point of their body shutting down. It's an incredibly hard thing. They're always in the wilds of um, like the Yukon or Patagonia one time. And there is nothing. I mean, you have to be a survivalist to do that. I would be dead. And it is. And (laughs) a lot of times they're walking up and down the beach looking under rocks for bugs. And it's fascinating, though. A woman has not won yet, usually because their bodies can't stand up to it the same way. You know, they usually don't have as much body mass and or like stamina. Yeah. Well, it's really the body mass. Well, it's not so much stamina. It's like they have, they actually, the, the advantage they have is they need less calories. The disadvantage is the calorie output they do when they're doing all the activities, making yes. their, their homes and, you know, like their log cabins or whatever else, takes so much more calories that they can't um, counteract that with other protein and stuff like that. At least right. that's what I've experienced so right. far on the show. I've watched Oh, that's absolutely true. And it's like, yeah, protein is one of the number one things. So in real life, this has nothing to do with our conversation. It does, though. You're talking about motivation. Like in that, it's the ultimate motivation, right? You want to get, what do you win? Like a million dollars? Half a million dollars? Half a million dollars. Okay, so that's motivation. And not dying is another motivation there, you know? I think it okay. relates. Okay, let's talk about work motivation. Wow. It's <laughs> a good transition. Good transition. In this podcast, we'll talk about the ups and downs of the design and marketing business, lessons we've learned, and share ideas and support that get us through the day. And sometimes we'll just shoot the shit. So welcome to the Creative Shit Show. So good. This is a This is a fantastic beginning to this episode. Let's <laughs> fucking talk about work. <laughs> So the best sorry. thing is we're talking about work motivation on a Friday afternoon. There couldn't be any less motivation than talk about work. Oh my gosh, Jim, are you okay? We wanted work to talk motivation. about something. <laughs> something positive. <laughs> Maybe this is your this is the coaching group commercial right here. <laughs> oh, that hurt. 
You can look forward to more of this honest conversation <laughs> about how we're gonna get it together. I'm so sorry. No, this is good. This is a perfect segue. <laughs> I love that the three of us are dying laughing and Vaughn's kind of giggling. He's just staring at us. Uh, okay. So Vaughn, while they while they pull themselves together. Yeah. Here's my question. Here's my question for you. What motivates you to be in business for yourself? Like, why don't you go work for somebody? Uh, what motivates me to be in business for myself is ultimately it comes down to the freedom of choosing who to work for, the type of projects I want to work on and focus on. That's most of it right there. But as we've talked about before, I need to figure out a more strategic way of, of landing new projects. I'm that's that's my Achilles heel, I would say. Well, let me ask this question differently then. Would you be motivated motivated to work for for or with someone else someday? Yeah, it just have to be the right uh you know, the right type of company, genre, that type of thing. Yeah. The last thing I want to do is work work for somebody for no other reason than uh, just to get a paycheck, I, I wanted, I wanted to mean something more than that. So that'd be more important to me than the money part, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely, I love it. What? Hi, Jamie. What about you? I feel so, so much better. Oh my gosh! <laughs> get all the giggles out. <laughs> you always have that one person that you can't sit across from at meetings. It's totally <laughs> Justin for me, but today it was Karen. Uh, I just, anyway, so we're talking about motivation or drive, or are they the same thing? To Either guys? or. I mean, I think really it's, you know, uh, I love the idea of, you know, we can frame it however we want in, in the sense of what motivates us to do the work that we do, what motivates us to run our own businesses, you know, however you want to frame that, like what motivated you to go on your own? I think I've always wanted to go out on my own, even when I was uh, much, much younger, like all the careers that I thought about were sort of not office driven careers. You know, I never really thought, I mean, I loved where I was, but I I never really thought, oh, I'm going to work in a corporate office. I don't know if anybody wakes up, you know, and and you do those assessments when you're in like fifth grade and they're like, what are you going to be when you grow up? And you're like an office worker, you know, (laughs) like that's me. (laughs) It's always like archaeologists. I think I had in my thing, you know, people who go explore and travel and journey, like I love that kind of stuff. So to me, I think, you know, we always say this, but freedom to have the schedule that I need as my son was getting older, he's in high school, he's graduating this year, you know, I just I wanted to be home and have that stability of of being able to be home and see him as much as I could before he goes off into the world and, and becomes, you know, an adult on his own. So I think flexibility and motive that that motivates me not going into an office motivates me. You know, I always say I, I need to make enough money to never have to do that again. So I, I just, I love what I'm doing. I love the creativity that comes with working in my own space, with my own stuff, with people that I choose to work with. And I just, I really don't ever want to go back to that again. You know, it was great learning. I just, it's not for me. I love it. Well, so drives you, Karen. Thanks. Definitely the freedom of it has driven me forever, but I love doing the work. I love making the sale. I realize, I I realize Mm. that I just, I love making the sale. She does. There's something about that whole energy. So I love that part of it. The checks in the mail motivate me. (laughs) 
But I love what we do. So that really helps. I have to say that, you know, on our last episode with the four of us, we talked about goals and things like that. And I keep finding that there are a lot more personal accomplishments (laughs) that I would like to make with art and things like that, that in the next five and 10 years, and as I'm getting older, time is motivating me. I think the older you get, you're like, crap, I only have this much more time to accomplish this stuff. And, you know, I kind of wish that when I was 40, I thought about it that way, because time Mm -hmm. does not, you know, you run out of it. And you just never know what's going to happen. So time is a huge motivator for me. Mm, That's good. I can really relate to that. And I don't think matter what your age is, I think it should all kind of be back in the back of your mind. Because yeah, you're not really given that you can't be thinking so far into the future that, you know, you lose sight of, of where you are right now, right. you know, take the trip, do the thing, you yeah. know, because and to mention, I mean, that if you know. we are more if we're smarter with our time and our calendars, then <laughs> we are, we're ultimately more profitable. And I know we laugh and joke because that's what we, you know, it's a topic with the four of us. But if we're not really busy, and this is something that I want to talk about with our coaching group, is if you're not really busy, you should still try to crank it out and then get on to something else and not just take it Mm -hmm. slow just because you have the time to do it. That's why it's good to track your time. So time is a huge motivator, I think, for me. In, in a lot that's of different so respect. true. So true. That that that's true. It's um, just because you have more time doesn't mean you should spend more time on it. You should be, um, you should still be pursuing it at the same rate you'd do it if you were juggling more projects. Right. Um, I always thought it was a bit odd that you know, as I was approaching fifty years old. I thought it was kind of strange that nobody close to me had really died yet. I mean, it's a, it's a good thing, but, but then now over the last like three years, like there's been four people who I was pretty close with. Uh, They all passed away. My friend, John, who I worked with at my very first job and we kept in contact all the time. Um, passed away a a couple months ago and I don't know just thinking about them they come to mind and and it it makes me realize that you know time time is the most precious thing we have um so yeah I've been thinking about that type of stuff a lot you know I guess that's why I like doing uh the YouTube channel I do because yes, I mean, I might make money off it. That's still kind of up in the air. Uh, but um, more importantly, I really like talking to people who watch something and, and I can tell they're getting something from it, you know? Yeah. That's so cool. that's why I like doing it. I do find as I get older and I wasn't going to bring up my mom earlier, Justin, when you asked, but since Vaughn, you know, is going down that path. I mean, that was really the, the catalyst for pushing me towards, you know, going off on my own. I've touched on it before. I won't spend a lot of time there because I'm not trying to bring anybody down. But, you know, I thought, well, she was only like 67, you know, like, 
I'm going to be 50 this year. Like I, you know, I never, I didn't think I would lose a parent in my forties. That's crazy. You know, it just didn't seem right. And I thought, well, if I'm going to wait, why would I wait till I'm 50, you know, to start going off on my own? Why not do it now? And, and my mom would like that because that's what she was always about was living in mm-hmm. the moment and, and living for now, you know? And so that's kind of my philosophy. And when we talked about goal setting while my mom was ill, that was where the daily motivation came from to do those tiny goals because I couldn't make big goals because I didn't know what was going to happen from day to day. Mm-hmm. So I had to make small goals, mostly just to get up out of bed in the morning, you know? I'm going to go to Starbucks today. <laughs> it sounds like a dumb goal, but it was like, I'm going to get dressed, leave the house, go to Starbucks, make the effort, you know, and, and then once I was out, I was fine, you know? So mm-hmm. yeah, it does, it changes everything, it puts everything in perspective. Mm-hmm. A big motivator. Yeah. You know, when I, I think about this topic, I, when I started, I, it was all about, you know, doing work is probably a lot about me, you know, doing work that people saw that people respected or whatever else I wanted to build a firm. And so I, it was all about just doing really, really great work. I just felt, you know, kind of the field of dreams. If you build it, they will come, which I found out early, really quick. That isn't true. Um, and so I'm, luckily I pivoted, but you know, as I've gotten older, and I think some of you guys know that um, we took on new partners at Rule 29, we're part of a larger organization now. And part of the reason we did that is what was motivating me wasn't so much the work anymore. It was the impact that I wanted to make with the work and with the people on my team. And so I, I couldn't, you know, build the business, you know, do this thing, do this thing, do this thing, do this thing. I had no time left. I was sort of doing um, a bunch of different jobs, not really well, right? So now I have um, the freedom to go and really try to make some impact uh, with what we're doing and with the team that I get to, to work with every day. So that was what motivates me is how can we, how can I help these younger creatives and brilliant strategists do excellent work? And then personally, how can I find work that is going to impact the world in, in a better way, in some way, shape or form? Mm-hmm. So I mean, really when we what, started this show, that's what we talked about, you know, was wanting to help younger creatives and, and, and young entrepreneurs be able to make those moves and transitions and, and help them through it because we all felt like we had mentors and people to help us through it. And now we're getting older. So we are those mentors. I hate looking at myself like that, but you are. I mean, we're getting older and that's time to pass that knowledge on. Yeah, I wish someone would have, I, I wish that a podcast were around when I was, you know, younger in my career, but. I hope some of our younger listeners in their early or mid careers, you know, take some time, obviously enjoy the moment, but, you know, look ahead of what motivates you. Like, why are you doing what you're doing? And is that going to get you to where your ultimate, you know, goals are or, or ideal outlook? Because, or Jamie, I think you were saying you turned 50 this year. I turned 50 last year. And it is one of those numbers where you're just like, ooh, uh, I still have things. Karen, to your point, there's still some things I want to do creatively that I haven't done yet. And it, the nice thing about it is helped me focused on, okay, if I'm going to do that, you know, it's in the next five or 10 years. Um, but I, I wish I would have been thinking about that earlier. What you were living. So, you know, it's kind of, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're just, I mean, it's easy to look back now and be like, gosh, I wish when I was younger, I did all these things. Well, you weren't because you were focused on your life in the now, you know, people are selfish when we're younger. 
You're thinking you know, I know we we talked about goals in the other episode, but this just popped in my head. I didn't even think about it in context of the, the previous recording, but like it was, I'd say around 1994, I was working at a small design firm in Oregon. And I like looking through the print design annual and there are certain designers I'd always see their work, and I really liked it. Neville Brody, I don't know if you know who he is, out of the UK. Um, John Sales mm-hmm. was a guy in Iowa. I, I liked a lot of his self-promo type stuff. And I started thinking at that time, man, I, I need to get more serious about every project I work on and considering how I could do the best job I can. So I don't know, just upping my game. And I, I made goals at that time and they were kind of ridiculous goals, which I said, it'd be fun to write a book someday. Uh, it'd be fun to do this, do that, do that. And, and then once I decided to kind of embrace the fear and I moved to California to take a new job, that's only when I started to kind of a, move forward and achieve those goals. It's like you you have to step into the unknown or otherwise you might not have that opportunity. And I can look back now and I accomplished all of them, even though as I was doing it, I wasn't thinking, oh, check, check. You know, it just, it's like you almost have to, the momentum has to be there. Otherwise opportunity doesn't present itself. Now you've done an amazing job producing and promoting yourself, you know, putting out different books. And I think that since I've known you, which it's got to be going on at least 15 years, if not more, it's like, it's kind of amazing to me how much you have committed to your art and sharing all of that through books and the LinkedIn learning, YouTube. More than 20 years. Yeah, you're the one that I met on the How Forum who one of two people, you and God, I can't remember her name off the top of my head. She her she's married to a photographer. She lives in Iowa. Um do you know who I'm talking about? Anyway, is you and her that encouraged me to to speak uh-huh. and you're the one that got me to go to the How conference the there first time. Damn, Karen. You've yeah. been like mentoring since, you know, day That's one. Right. Well, Jeff Fisher and I and then, used to be the mom and dad of the How Forum. Get that. Oh, I love Jeff Fisher. I miss him. Yep. I got That's him so to great. speak in his underwear at How and oh, boxers. That was you? Yep. I didn't know. I'm an influencer, man. <laughs> now I, it makes perfect that. sense. <laughs> so what really motivates you, Karen? Getting people to do things, it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> Truth or dare. Men in boxer shorts. I also enjoy mentoring and coaching and all of that, which is you why do. I we've think started, that, yeah. you know, kind of going there in that direction. Well, the reason I ask that is because to me, it's really obvious. I, I think what motivates you, what I see from you, okay. Karen, is you're a you're a crazy good artist. Thank you. That motivates you. You you need to create. I love that yeah, about you. It's inspiring. In fact, I see your stuff. Like the things you texted me the other day, I was like, oh, I went upstairs and and started sketching. I didn't tell you Good. that. I didn't send it to you because I was like, it means, like that book um, is but- like that book is or that 
that particular sketchbook is just pure fun and joy for me. And I could care less if it's any good. No, that, and that's and that you said that to me, and I love that. But another thing is, as long as I've known you, you are um, fantastic at mentoring, giving advice. Now, sometimes you give me advice I don't want to hear, but I uh, that's because we're friends. <laughs> that's, the um, that's the best. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's it's who she is. It's 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 who she is at her core. She cannot like okay, live so with herself friends? if she doesn't. Jamie, Karen, and I aren't friends. No, 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 no. I'm saying you're not special. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm saying Maybe I'm saying it it's who she. No, I just and no, 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 no. Well. <laughs> but but it's I admire you because I avoid confrontation at every turn. I cannot. I consider like I grew up, you know, in house. I don't want to talk right. about it too much, but it you know arguing was like you know having a discussion was like the worst thing in the world because you just knew it was going to go on for hours and and. And, and it was not going to be enjoyable at all. And you were not going to get to say your point or, or fa- you know, play fair. But Karen, she gives constructive feedback and she's not afraid to do it. You know, she knows it's a risk and she just does it because she can't live with herself if she doesn't tell you the truth. And that's like there that is a rare quality today for somebody to be able to just say what they mean and mean what they say. And I but always I know I'm where I stand too- with you're not. Don't say that. You you, you always say that. No, you don't have to. There's you, no caveat. It's 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 impressive. It's it's. Yeah. I wish actually, I could be like more I like had, that. I've had uh, somebody that I'm going to be coaching reach out, and they specifically said that they don't want the the, the soft, you know, so they don't want to sugarcoat it. They want it. They want good, solid feedback that is truthful. And I am going to be truthful. And I do the same thing with clients as Jamie knows. I don't like to beat around the bush. (laughs) Sorry, I'm so immature. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, Karen, she was trying to hold it in and she just cracked. She couldn't do it. I was watching her and she just couldn't, she just couldn't do it. I hate myself Uh, sometimes. Oh my God. Okay. This is why I love you so much. I'm having the worst episode. It's like such a rain. First I was super happy and then I cried because I was so happy. And then I almost cried when we were talking about sad stuff. And now I'm like happy again. It's crazy. Well, Karen, before you go, before you go back, I do want to get the, I do want to get this in because this is really true about you. Yeah. And I've seen you give advice to, to people around you because you just, you just, it's part of who you are. And I love that about you. And I was joking around, but I was also being serious. You've given me advice that I had, I didn't want to hear, but I really needed to hear. Mm-hmm. And I know that you gave that and you do that to people that are closer to you. Because um, right, I love you and I want to get it, past it. No, and I, and I appreciate that. And there's times, and you, you and I have talked about this. I, I think I've told you a few times to go, to go, you know, eat it or whatever. Oh. And I've walked away and I was like, oh, she was so right. She was so right. But I, I, I think my, my point for bringing that up is I think what part of what motivates you is that I think you you are one of those few people that can have clarity and be able to, to share it. And I love that oh, about thank you. Thank you. I remember the very first time. Well, not the very first time, but when I got to know you before I knew you. And I remember Uh-oh. you looking at me like, what are you thinking? <laughs> I, it was a set how at the die line party. No, this I was, was there for this. This was an earlier time. <laughs> no, that was when you guys ganged up on no, me. No, that was I right. did give. Never mind. I did, I did give Justin my uh, hard, my hard love. 
Was it, about, was it about my talk? Because I, I remember. No, I don't think these so. are the years. No. It was, much, deep, it was no. a much deeper friend conversation. No, this was oh. like years before you even knew me, really, or before we knew each other. I remember mm. sitting there thinking, what the hell is he doing? Must have left a big impact and on Justin. I know I remember <laughs> Justin looking at me like, what the hell is she thinking? <laughs> and look, here we are. And here we are. Here we are. I don't know. I want to know what motivates and drives Vaughn. I'm, I am curious because you brought up the fact that it's not money a couple of times. And so I guess I would want to know, you know, what is it? What, what gets you up every morning and gets you, you know, going? Well, I mean, I, I have to run a business to support my family. So that's, I mean, in a practical sense, that's probably the motivating factor, but um, I didn't really set out to, I, I, I always say I'm an accidental teacher. I, I never really wanted to do it. I just was asked to do it years ago, um, had never done it before. And I said, you sure you want to hire me to do this? This at the local college. And she said, well, you know what you're doing. So just, you know, I'll let you figure out how you want to do it. Well, I didn't know how to do it. I didn't even know what a syllabus was. So I, I just kind of stumbled upon it and then it dawned on me, well, as I was working on a client job, well, maybe I should document this and share it with the students. Maybe they'll like that. And that's where I kind of hit on the way I approach it is I did that and it kind of took off. I set up a website called illustrationclass.com and shared it on the how forum people liked it and then well that led to me speaking at a how conference on the same topic and then that led to a publisher approaching me and so it just one thing kind of led to another my talk last year um at the creative south was on creative family and so we shared a little bit about like what motivated me growing up my mom she was a big part of it and also just how you never know who you're going to meet and you don't want to be too quick to say no, especially if you immediately think it's something you don't want to do. Um, because in hindsight, it's easy to look back and see what influenced you and what changed you. But in the moment, you, you don't really know. You don't have that perspective. And I was able to look back and figure out that it was one moment where the local chair, the local design department years ago, asked me to come in and audit their program. And I immediately thought, I don't want to do that. It's a waste of my time. Um, I need to get stuff done. And I almost said no, but I decided, fine, I'd go in. And it was kind of fun. I, di I didn't mind it. It was only like three hours didn't give it much thought afterwards. And then about nine months after that, she approached me and asked me to teach. Well, if I would have never gone in and done that, she would have never asked me to teach. If I wouldn't have taught, I wouldn't have put that other stuff together. And you start connecting the dots of where it led to and what other opportunities it, it opened up. And so that's kind of what the talk was about is, you know, try new things, step out of your comfort zone. And even if you don't want to do it, it's for, at least for me, if it's immediately something I don't want to do, it usually means I probably should do it. Mm -hmm. And so what that's- a great answer. So do you think that 
if you could, and let's, let's talk about if we didn't have to worry about money, what motivates us? Because do you think that teaching is the number one thing that you love to do? Does it drive, does teaching drive you? Um, it's the number one thing I like to do in my own time. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's, it's fueled and inspired by work I do for clients or it's like, I'm taking those things and I'm using them to help educate others and stuff. But, um, the illustration that you do is probably the number one thing, but then sharing the the processes that you have. Yeah. Well, I'd say illustrative design and illustration. Right. So, yeah. So both of those things. Yeah. It's like the, the thing I like about teaching as well is it forces, and we've talked about this in regards to developing a course, is I don't know everything and anything about Illustrator. I don't want to know every aspect of Illustrator. I just know what I know. And I, and as soon as I learn something else and I think of, oh, I could use it for this, then I might bring that into my workflow as well. But that's why I have friends who uh, know Illustrator better than the engineers of Adobe know Illustrator. And that's who I ask questions of. But they're not really in the truest sense, like creative. Right. But I think, I think you're super generous, though, because when you learn something, your head immediately goes to, oh, I want to share this. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. it goes, oh, I want to bitch at Adobe about this. <laughs> well, yeah, it goes that way. That's well. always my favorite. But I, in I, that I, way, you're okay. really a truth teller, too. I mean, like, I. I had a misnomer about like when I first, like when I met Yvonne, because you're quieter than the three of us chuckleheads, you know, but like you are very thoughtful in, in the way you go about things. So I, it's like when I, you're quiet. So I assumed, oh, he's shy or he, you know, it doesn't speak up or whatever, but it's not that at all. You're not any of the things I thought you were when I met you, you know? And so I think it's really interesting sitting with you on the show month after month you're you're not shy at all you're you're very generous to Karen's point but you're also really outspoken shy in the sense that if i don't know people i won't say much until i get the opportunity or i get to know them and then yeah then you can't shut me up most of the time <laughs> so yeah i love it okay justin what what motivates you or what drives you well i mean it's it's really around kind of what i was saying earlier is I'm sorry. What if it, it's not money related? No, but I will. I will say. I know. You know, in our last goal episode, Jamie was talking about profit. I will say that over the years, I think at times my lack of interest in money. And let me qualify that. Uh, you know, I'm a for-profit business. I want. I have money. I have four kids. I need. You know. You know. Blah 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 blah. We all have expenses. Don't get me wrong. I want to make as much money as possible doing something I love mm-hmm. for sure. Amen. And, but I think what I didn't focus on enough was profitability. And so quite honestly, one of the things I want to do in the second half of my career is how can I be as profitable as possible financially doing something that I love? Mm-hmm. How can I be as profitable with my time investing into like, I wouldn't do the show just with anybody, right? Like I love that I get to do it and 
my profit is that I get to do it with my friends. I get to know you better. I get to learn from you and we get to share something. There's profit to me in that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, now with theoretically now having a little bit more time, perhaps, uh, in the near future, how, how am I going to use that to profit on the things that really motivate me creatively that I haven't done for the last, you know, 10, 15 mm-hmm. years. So that's what really is motivating me is that is I want to live just a richer life. And that does mean financially, like I, I, I do want to, you know, um, for lack of better terms, make as much as I can, right, to create a future where I can maybe have some more financial freedom, right? There's nothing wrong with that. I think sometimes we, we run away from that. And uh, we mm-hmm. shouldn't, because we create immense, we create immense value for our clients. And I think, like I said, earlier on, in my, earlier on in my career, I would, you know, uh, although I've preached, you know, uh, increasing prices and make as much as profit as you can, I haven't always practiced mm-hmm. that. I think so, that's um, very common I, for yeah. this industry. And so I think one of the things that uh, motivates me, Karen, uh, to put a to put a pin in it is how can I take all of the things I've learned in the past in the stage I'm in my career and really apply it in a way to enjoy the second half of my career as much as possible, financially, relationally, and impact wise. Good. Well, I've got you've got ten more years on than I do, so I, I my advice is to uh, <laughs> focus on that. Because it's tough. On the 10 years difference or the fact that I have time? (laughs) The jokes write themselves. It's just. I mean, you just teed me up high there. (laughs) Whatever. We're going to have a moment. I'm sorry. I just blew it. Go ahead and talk more about how much you love me. I'm ready. (laughs) Receive. We're receiving right now. (laughs) Increase my profit, Karen. Come on. Receiving things. Oh, my God. Well, it's going to be a hell of a lot easier if you do it now than fuck around for t- five or 10 years and then yeah. try to do it. That's what I'm trying to I agree. I, I'll tell you one thing really quick. And I that, say that, that to anybody who's 30. It's like, yeah. focus, well, focus, focus. You know, you guys know for six years, I did the Wheels for Water project. And when we kind of put that on ice and COVID really kind of forced that to stop. I'll tell you, I had a, I had a huge void in like purpose. And I was trying to figure out what was it about that experience? And what was it about that project that really gave me life? And, you know, I think what I'm pulling from that is that uh, I was able to that really lined up with all the things I, I, I really motivate me, right, is bring people together, creating impact, you know, um, doing something I care about. And so that's kind of what I'm looking for now is what is the new thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think sometimes Justin, you and I are a lot alike. We've taken the anagram and <laughs> come up similarly multiple times. For me, I, you know, during COVID, I didn't realize how much I missed and needed people. Um, I've always been a people person. I knew that, but I didn't know it would devastate me the way that it did. And I started realizing that I think what motivates me honestly. And the reason I like travel and the reason I like just, I don't know, I'll talk to anybody at the grocery store. It doesn't matter, you know, where I just, I do. I love talking to people. It drives my husband crazy because he's like, why are you doing, you know, why are you it, is, it is one of your superpowers. I admit. We don't, we don't know that person. Why are we talking to them? But I, I just, I don't know. Like kind of my mom was kind of like this too. Like I'm just really drawn to people and I want to hear as many stories before I die as possible. 
Like, I just want to hear everyone's story. I don't care who it is. I am fascinated by how people got where they are. And especially when someone tells me, like, I I love talking to the Uber driver. I'm curious, you know, why you're doing this? What are you doing? Why, you know, what's your motivation? You know, the grocery store checker, like, you know. listen to um, NPR's StoryCorps? No. uh Uh-uh. So good. good. Oh, I'll I'll have to check it out. Yeah, I just... I don't know. Like, I want to write a book one day, but I don't want it to be about me. I I just want this like random collection of stories that I've heard over the years because it's very strange how many people will tell me super personal details (laughs) out in public that I don't really ask for. And it's like, I I don't know what it is, but they're just like, let me tell you this crazy thing that happened to me, you know? (laughs) I don't, I want to, I just receive it. I want to write something similar but different where it's stories that are being told or statements that are being told that I'm eavesdropping on. Oh, Mm. that's funny. Like I will never forget. I was in Santa Barbara for business and I went down on the pier and as I'm coming off of the pier, you know, some mothers and their kids were walking and this kid was chilly and burr. And he's like, I had the best time, but I just can't wait to go home to have hot chocolate and blah, blah, blah. And for some reason, that has stuck in my brain. So now it's like, I'll sit and listen to somebody talking about something and I'll just write it down. I wish I would have written down all the random things. I just things. want to, I want to be a, a fly on, on the wall. Karen, I tell you what, I, I, there is either an Instagram or a Twitter or something where someone shares conversations. They oh, I'm here. sure. And yeah. I, I wish I could remember what it was. You should find it. It is it. it whoever the, the whichever one is like the leading account. It is hilarious. Oh, and I fascinating. bet. I bet. Because yeah. I'll sit and because I work in coffee shops and I'll hear. Yeah, and that's where this person exactly. is a lot of times. Yeah. So it was wild. before COVID that it was really effective because hardly anybody's working in coffee shops now or there aren't any coffee shops anymore, but um, yeah, you can just sit and listen to everybody's stories. And so it's the same. I love the stories, but you need to listen to story core. Well, I love, like, I, I love the idea that, and I'm not poo pooing what you're saying. It's more like a fascination with actually talking to people. I enjoy people in general. And I just want to know everything about every person, you know, like they used to joke with me because we'd go to trade shows or whatever. And I'd be working a trade show and I would get to know the person who worked the door at the trade show because we'd have to come in and out all the time. And then I'd bring them like chocolates or cookies or something, you know, because they're working really hard and nobody sees them, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, and then by the end of it, we're like high-fiving the last day of the show. It's over. You know, like I just, I really enjoy just, I don't know, just spending time knowing people and understanding like where they're coming from and how they got where they are. And, you know, when I ask somebody where they're from, it's not meant to be controversial. It's really, I'm curious, where are you from and what are you doing here? And how did you get here? And what was your journey like? Because I need to know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm fascinated. I have what- to know. What Justin was talking about in terms of the Instagram account where this guy is always posting stuff on (laughs) conversations he's heard. He did one that was really good. I actually wrote it down. So um, he was standing in line in a coffee shop, once again, a coffee shop again. And he heard a conversation between a couple behind him at a table 
and the girl was breaking up with the guy and the guy didn't understand it. And this is what, this is what she said to him. And he thought it was brilliant. And I thought it was pretty good. It's I'd rather adjust to your absence than be continuously frustrated by your presence. <laughs> and she got up and she left. And I'm like, I'm like, wow, that's, that's a Damn. good mic drop. Yeah. It's such a cool way. I was never that cool about breakups. You know? <laughs> I would always like avoid the person until they broke up with me because I would prefer not to hurt somebody's feelings. So then they'd break up with me and I'd be like, okay, cool. See you later. And they're like, what? We're so friends. See ya. <laughs> okay. We'll see you later. <laughs> see you at the coffee shop. Jamie, that's so good. Oh, God. I'm such an asshole. <laughs> Anyway, this is, this is like a really good sobering conversation, though. I like it. I like when we go deep like this. <laughs> you make a straight face. Uh, I finally got Vaughn. Vaughn at the end. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I, I, think we should do, I think we should just end the show right here. That's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing See you next else time. <laughs> Bye, guys. You're the best. Bye. See you next time. We'll go deeper. Boom. <laughs> <laughs>